Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, Ian and I are talking about what's working in Facebook ads. So this discussion around Facebook groups, Facebook ads and what's happening, you will notice that halfway through the call, Ian disappears and I, um, I carry on on my own. But don't worry, he's fine. He just got a phone call that he couldn't get back onto the recording and we just thought we'd finish it. We'd finish it off. So let's get started. Hey Ian, how are you? Good afternoon, Mark. I'm okay. I'm all Good right. Morning. I'm tired. I've had I've had a meeting for eight hours. And yeah, an eight-hour meeting you... will tend to do that to you a little bit. Yeah, now you want me to do a podcast and be and be on point and relevant and exciting and passionate about yeah. e-commerce growth. Yeah. Well, we um, I just I don't know if you saw a face posted in the Facebook group. We got a hundred thousand downloads and probably wow. gave us a badge. Really? Um, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So to be honest, I don't know whether that's good or not, but at least some people are listening to us, so that's good. Um so today what we wanted to talk about was the um what's working in Facebook ads. So I've put a, a little training together in the show notes which you can grab, which goes along with this podcast as well. That's also in the Facebook group this week. Um, and I just wanted to kind of have a, a discussion with you about Facebook ads. And mm. we talked a little bit about you being, you playing the newbie. So you could ask me kind of newbie questions yeah. and then we'll just go through Yeah, that. I think so. So worry about that. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I've just come from a meeting with a business that's doing 30, 30 odd million plus a year online. And they haven't, and they are, they are a traditional bricks and mortars business with lots of stores. And so, and they, and they haven't been able to get their social working and they are still, you know, knocking on, as I say, knocking on 30 odd million a year online and they're still pondering their heads, scratching their heads about where to start with their Facebook and social strategy. And, Mm. you know, so, but clearly this, they've got enough through the stores and that story is happening you know that story to introduce people to their brand is happening in other places, not not on social. But it makes it. But a lot of the newer up and coming brands are coming into their their space on social and really mm. being disruptors. And they are yeah. looking at, at this, thinking, right, we've really got to get our strategy right. So it's not just. So I'm going to be a newbie. Um, I'm going to ask newbie questions, but it's not just for newbie brands. There are there are lots of really big online e-commerce players who have grown through maybe direct mail or had physical stores, um, who who still haven't really got an understanding of the head around where the hell to go with social creative and what to do with yeah. it. And I think that's it's still. It's still a massive part. So, but if you were a brand new, you know, online player and you haven't got stores and you haven't got a brand and you haven't done direct mail, 
you're probably further ahead than you think in some respects. But my kind of newbie, if I sort of put my newbie hat on, you know, let's say we've launched, let's say we, you know, we're launching a, a brand. It, it's where to start. You know, yeah. where do you go from the point of, you know, maybe you've got, you know, I don't know, two, three hundred, four hundred thousand, you know, sales a year. You've been doing a bit of Google shopping. You've got a little bit of traction. You know, you want to ramp it up. Where do you go? How do you do it from a social perspective? Because that's a big question. Yeah. So um, what I'm seeing in the market, that the, the people that are still smashing it with Google ads, um, a lot of them are... Are community based, so a lot Hang of on, Google ads. You said, you said the people are smashing it with Google ads. Yeah, people are smashing it, still smashing it with Facebook ads. Um, a lot of them have got Facebook groups, like really good Facebook groups going. It's not, it's not, not everybody, but a lot of them do have Facebook groups, and the Facebook group allows them to. You know, when because when, when you're doing ads, people like your page. You go check your page out. They like the page. You can automatically it, it, it bring them into the group. Then people into the group to see other people using the products, and they become like a live proof, and that works really really well. So um, we, we're seeing a lot of people do very well with with groups, Facebook groups, mm -hmm. and advertising. So you know, is that something I do? So we were talking about uh, a betting site. It's probably not necessarily something I do for a betting site, but I would do it if I was selling. Uh, like leggings or active wear or something where the, you know there's there's an ongoing even even cookware you know because they're buying it you can kind of do the job to be done and say well you know join the group and you see other people using it and it, any any time whether either it's got to be proof that people are using them and doing mm -hmm. well with it um, or there's an ongoing um, need to be part of groups so like a subscription business so tell so really well i know the benefit of doing a facebook group over a facebook page but do you just explain in your own words why yeah so what facebook's been very good at um over the other social networks at the beginning was um you know, the difference between i can't remember was it myspace compared to facebook facebook always gave you reasons to come and visit over and over again. So it had the feed, had the, 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 the feed that we updated of all your friends were doing. And recently that, that's kind of started to wane. People kind of like, well, I don't really care what people at the school are doing. So what they've been focusing heavily on is Facebook groups because they realize that people are actually grouping around or actually wanting to kind of be around other people who are interested in the same things. So th there's been a massive move to Facebook groups. And um, on your page, you know, when they first started getting business page going, they used to give you free organic reach. And then after a while, all those friends, you kind of had to pay advertising to see your friends, to get in front of your friends or to get in front of your followers or your likers. Then with uh, groups has come along and groups is kind of something that they're continuing to push. So you get a lot more organic reach with inside the groups. Also, when someone's inside a group, they are much more likely to kind of talk about the products uh, because they know they're in a safe place and the p things that they talk about in the group aren't going to be shared with other people like their friends from school. So, for example, I go into a group and we're talking about, you know, digital advertising and AdWords stuff or Facebook stuff. I know that people I went to school with aren't going to see what, what are my opinions mm. on that. And I, I don't want them to see that. I don't want some random person from school seeing that. So it's a bit more of a safe place around groups. So they've been growing really, um, really strongly. And... Um, the group um, has been a, a benefiting from 
Facebook wanting to push it and it's mm. still wanting to push it now because they, they see it as a key part of their engagement moving forward. Yeah. Um, so yes, so that the, makes the, sense. we get more organic reach. So yeah, so, so you, you, it's almost like going back in time where we used to do Facebook years and years ago, you'd get natural organic reach for free and obviously you have to pay for it. So, yeah. so groups is a good way of getting organic reach. So, so where, so where do you start with that? I mean, cause in fact, it was interesting because the, these are the questions that's literally right, you know, on, on topic because it's what I'm talking about today. And the question is, if yeah. we created the Facebook group and we've got this community going and we, and presumably, you know, the businesses would create the structure for the Facebook group. So you might do, you know, um, you know, a weekly competition or uh, how people are using the products or, um, you know, a spot. I'm yeah. not, not going to give it a specific example, but basically you create the structure and you've got your customers running the group. And you've got your customers yeah, your customers. Well, it, it, it's about allowing your customers to talk to each other. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the most powerful thing. I mean, you yeah. can't do that. You can't really do that on a Facebook page because and it's how, not really and how like, to use the products and what they're doing, the amazing things they're making with the products. Yeah, um, they can post things and they can talk about yeah. it, and then there can be discussions. And it's about great. It. And it's great for two things. Thing. It's great for new customers because new customers see this overwhelming amount of social proof, and it's like I think you used this. You said you said it's like a turbocharged product page reviews. Like if you're looking on a product yeah, page, look at the reviews. Time. And it's like, oh my it's God, it's amazing. Time. Yeah. So you can see, oh my God, here's all this overwhelming evidence that this brand and this company is amazing. So excited, I've got to buy. That's if you haven't yet bought and you see the group. Mm. But also from an existing company perspective, existing customer perspective, it's a reason to, if you're in the group, it's a reason to continually talk to people about lots of other products that you're selling and to get a reason to come back and you get them excited about the product again. Yeah. And then buy other things. It's basically, now, it's, it's really, it's like people want to get closer to the brands. Yeah. And you know, there's a, there's a, you know, it's like people are afraid of getting close to the customers who've grown up in a, in a time when they were afraid, you know, it's, it's like, it's like we did with our business. We're like, God, you've got all these clients. Do we want them talking to each other? God, that'd be a nightmare. But actually, you know, like we do want them talking to each other. It's a much better business when they talk to each other. Well, because they're talking they about your brand, own. aren't they? They're talking about yeah. you and the yeah. and and and, and, and yeah, you're giving you're giving lots. You've given existing customers reason to come back and to continue engage, which which is obviously great for lifetime customer value yeah. and spreading the word. Yeah. No, so here's the thing. So, how do you then use the Facebook group? that you've created. Let's say it's really trending and doing well. It's growing naturally. I mean, it's great because it's a protective moat around the business, isn't it? So I get it. Yeah. But how do you use that in your new customer acquisition funnel? How do you, how do you use it to yeah. recruit new customers? Well, and how do you use it for existing customers? So what, where does it fit? Look, I, th I, think, I think that I don't want to go down too much of a rabbit hole into Facebook groups. I really want to talk more about Facebook ads in this okay. one. So, like, I know well, we you do teach. You started it. I did start it, but I was just going to say it's basically one of the things you set up. And we do teach Facebook groups and how to set it up and do all that kind of stuff. One of the main things for Facebook groups is always to grab the email address. So the people in your Facebook group, you've got the email address of and you just use it as part of that. But you're using it as a case of seeing things. But what I wanted to talk about is the ad creative that's working at okay. the moment, because I think that's the hardest thing that people are struggling with. So take the, the bedding site that I know, you, you know you've been doing a bit of work on recently. You know, you're a designer. Um, you know, what, what questions would you have from me if you wanted to create some creative, what, what would you want well, to know? Well, 
I think well, I mean, I think the first thing would be, you know, would would we be where would you start? Would you start with doing remarketing ads? So if people who've been to this bedding site and who have yeah. added to basket, would that be where you would start? I think that that would be the, the no brainer. You'd start. You you put up some remarketing and also people who've engaged with your natural social. So they'd be engagers, mm. and you'd probably, I'd probably plunk them into one audience and just remarket to them with a, and what with would, a carousel ad. What is that with an you offer? Just do a profit, product carousel with an offer. You wouldn't do yeah, any because it, reassurance, offer architecture, reducing anxiety. Oh, you know, you might do an offer on it, and you know, say ten percent off or whatever your offer is, whatever your offer architecture is for your three R's: recruitment, retention, and you know, whatever the third one is. Reactivation. Reactivation. So, yeah, so I'd probably just I'd probably just do carousel ads and um, it's more difficult to do ads like, oh, you've left this in the basket, those kind of things, because the pixels got rubbish. And so a lot of the time you say you left this in the basket and they go and you get the comments saying, no, I bought it. Why are you you chasing (laughs) me around with this ad? It's annoying. So So it's not as accurate as it was. Okay. All right. So. Okay, so where would you start? Where would you where would you go? So you so so got a let's say you got a got a business here. It's got reasonable average order value, reasonable margin, reasonable lasting customer value. I want to scale to a million. Where do we go? Yeah. Do so do? so really really you know like everybody knows about remarketing, ticking the box kind of stuff. It's you know it's carousel, it's products they've seen. You're kind of getting them back to the website with some nice copy, maybe a little offer. I mean that's that's very sensible to do, very easy to do. And that's what most people do. But, but what people struggle with is top of funnel, getting the top of funnel, right? When I say top of funnel, it's cold traffic, people who haven't seen it. Seen so you, it you're saying, so top of funnel, you're saying it's, the, it's where the discovery happens. So you're yeah, trying, so you're, trying you're, create... you're putting the brand in front of new yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what's been working there is you've got two things on Facebook you've got to choose. First of all, you've got to choose the audience you're targeting, and you've got to choose the the creative you're putting in front of them. So the audience you're targeting, we're seeing that increasingly kind of what used to work before the Apple update was very kind of tight lookalike audiences based around your email list or your pixel. Actually your pixel, you know, people who bought on the pixel was best. Pixel doesn't seem to work as well. So maybe like a 10% lookalike around your, um, your email buyers. Uh, which is, you know, updated automatically from your email list um, or even broad seems to be the best targeting we're seeing. So we're seeing broad targeting. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the pixel has to learn a little bit to understand who buys at first. But the, the broader, those broader ones seem to be working better than um, the, than the other ones. And the um, like earlier in the year or, you know, in the financial year, what we were seeing was interests were working really well. They seem to have kind of gone off the boil a bit. Facebook has changed them recently. So it's it's mostly broad and broad, broad uh, email list um, lookalikes that seem to be seem to be working for, for most people, most of the big spenders I'm looking at okay. on the screen at the moment. So that's kind of where I'd start. And then, then we've got the, the, the creative. So um, the creative that's kind of working um, well for a lot of brands is when it's like a, let's say you're trying to sell some skincare, you know, a skincare, it's a, it's some, um, it's a, I don't know, let's say it's something for, that gets rid of shaving rash or something like that, like after, after shaving for women. So the kind of adverts that are working well 
look like they're customer testimonials, but they are, it's kind of like the halfway house. So, you know, like a customer testimonial tends to be kind of like done and done and dirty done on the phone. And it's kind of like bad lighting and they don't look great and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And then you've got the professional ad of like saying, yes, it's great. And the world's perfect. Like what you actually want to do is kind of like seems to work is when it's kind of halfway between that. It looks like it's a real person um, talking about things, but actually it's very well lit. They've got nice makeup on and it's kind of like this, almost like this Instagram world. And so those adverts seem to be the ones that are, uh, are, are working, working the best. Um, sometimes we find a static image ad still works. And if we find a static image works well, we've had some success by turning that static image into a video just by having it as a still on the screen and adding some music for like 30 seconds. So it gets put onto different places um, as well. Um, but top of the funnel, increasingly, we're seeing um, video of some sort working working well. So for bedding, we might use what we call like a testimonial ad. Like the first two slides might be who we are and what our main unique selling point is. Um, and then the the slides five, uh, three, four, three, four and five might be some really good testimonials based around the anxieties that we know people have. So let's say we you know we've been looking at a frying pan recently, like nonstick. If I was going to go that, I'd be like introducing the frying pan and saying, um, you know, uh, our frying pans uh, are, you know, engineered to be truly nonstick. And then I'd have a little video of an egg just kind of being cooked in the pan and just falling out the pan. And then I'd have, um, you know, the, uh, the, the anxiety for, for cookware is one's durability. So it's like engineered to German standards, you know, something like that. And then the next one I know is, does it clean? And then I might say, and I can put a testimony in from my, uh, the one of the ones I saw the other day, which was like, even my teenager could clean this, you know? So I'm looking for the main angles that I need to cover in those videos, those kind of slides. And then I'm answering it with the customer, the language that the customer is using. So does that make kind of sense, Ian, that that, that kind of format? Were you there? Oh, it's dropped off. Anyway, we seem to have lost Ian. So I'll just, I'll just keep going on with the, what I was talking about with that Facebook ad. So using a kind of, um, basically like a slideshow video with a testimonial, they can work really, really well. And then the other um, things we're using at top of funnel is uh, in, uh, videos in a kind of uh, in a kind of pair structure. So using top of funnel videos, which uh, we might have maybe three or four videos top of funnel, and then we use uh, we remarket to those people who've watched uh, about 15 seconds of that ad of that video and with its own ad set so that we're basically saying if they've seen that advert if they've seen that video how likely they are they to convert on the remarketing and then we look at the results of those two ad sets together and we see whether or not that ad set pair um, actually gives us a good ROAS because what we're looking for is the video creative that actually gives us um, a good conversion overall. Uh, and the reason videos seem to be working better uh, than they used to, and they've always, they've always worked quite well, but the reason they videos are working better as well is because um, a lot of the time 
people would engage and then they go and visit the site. But because Facebook has got less knowledge of what's happening on the site, um, we have to filter a little bit by how interested they are in that video. So if we can have a video that interests them and kind of like sifts the people who are interested from the not interested and then remarket to the people who are interested um, and we can have like a winning combination. So we find like that video one and video three, overall the remarketing doesn't give us a good ROAS return on spend, but the video two does. Um, then, um, then obviously we can put more more traffic into video two, and we can go. Well, obviously video two is, is is going right, so we can go back and we can do more videos like that. So it's a kind of iteration of it. Um, social proof on creative um, seems to be less important than it did. Like we used to be able to run an ad for a very long time because we've got social proof and shares and likes and all that kind of stuff. That doesn't seem to be as a big deal as it used to be. Um, I think that's mostly because some of the new, the newer placements uh, where the audiences move to, like on the reels, on the stories and all that kind of stuff, those social shares aren't as, as, as visible as they used to be. And so therefore, um, that's kind of where, where, where a lot of the market has gone. So over time, not only has Facebook changed in terms of the... Um, uh, in terms of what the algorithm is doing and what they can track, but also the users have changed in in how they're interacting with the social tools. Now, a year in social media is actually still a very long time um, uh, of moving of, 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 of movement. So they they are moving. You know, we're seeing people move into groups, uh, moving away from the feed. We're seeing people looking to to reels. Uh, what you'll find with social media and and places like TikTok and those kind of places, like the, the, the social media platform is always trying to promote something. It's always trying to get users to do something. So if we can kind of align ourselves with that as advertisers, we're always going to benefit from it. So like TikTok, a lot of people have got lots of great organic reach on TikTok because TikTok is, doesn't need to make any money. Uh, it's billed as the next big social thing. And so they want engagement, engagement, engagement. So that's giving a lot of free engagement. So within Facebook's world, you know, they've, they've, they've built their user base up. Now they're looking for engagement and they're looking for that in groups. So that's why we want to dive into groups. And we always want to be doing, you know, we always say flow with the flow of the river, you know, go where, where it's easier. So we want to be, you know, leaning on um, Facebook, TikTok, Google, where we know that they want the new users to be. So in Google Ads, this is Performance Max and things like that. And they, they're trying to monetize um, the TVs that they've got. And because um, a lot of the TVs are Android, so everybody's watching the TVs and things like that. And so that's going there. You know, Facebook's investing heavily in the metaverse. So that'll be the next big thing. I've just recently bought my own Oculus Rift 2 and I've been into it. And that's just a lot better than I thought. And you can start to see how that's going to work. And obviously, there's going to be advertising in there once it all gets worked out. And so you want to be leaning with the flow of the river and, and making it easy. So if you've got the first time, um, you know, if you're trying ads, ads for the first time, um, one way to do it is to try, because basically the image, um, the imagery that you use is the main thing that you need to get right with Facebook. 
And so the, um, the, those key images and, and what you use for the image is going to be key. So you can start out with lots of different imageries with probably a reach campaign um, or even a traffic campaign to see which images get the highest click-through rate. So if I don't know exactly anything what I'm going to do for a customer, I might start out a camp with a reach campaign or a traffic campaign with maybe six different image, image ads. And the copy on the ad might be really, really small. And um, so it's basically, do they like the image or not? That will kind of give me, maybe out of six of those images, I might find that three of them are getting a much higher click-through rate than the other ones. I can get rid of those. Then I might look at those three images and see what's similar. I might do another round of that. But I'm looking for the, the images get the most attention because you know uh, it's attention, interest, desire, action. So the most important thing to get right is attention. So once I know that the images that, that get the most attention, then I'm going to go and maybe incorporate that into my first advert, which might be in a conversion campaign. So a conversion campaign um, would be um, something aligned for conversions, which is after going after the sales. So I put my best attention grabbing images and, and try those at top of funnel. And then once I start to see a little bit of traction for those, then I might turn those the best images into kind of like a slideshow video or even actually record a video around those themes and that might be my top of funnel. Uh, so I'm kind of using um, the kind of like reach and traffic campaigns to kind of give me an idea about where I might, um, I might get the interest of the customer because that's really one of the biggest battles. Like I've got some customers and some of my own ads on Facebook where I've got one or two images that have really built a multi-million dollar business because they've, they've really worked. I mean, a lot of people listening to this will have seen me sitting in a car park with my camper van. And that was just one of um, basically 50 or so images that I tried in the reach campaign that got attention. And that's how I found it. I would never have thought that one would have worked um, or not. Um, but because I did that reach campaign, I was able to hone in on that one and kind of go, oh, that's what people want to see. That might sell the book. And, and that's what happened. So being able to kind of like test a lot of images on a lot of different things very quickly with a reach campaign means that by the time you actually get to setting up your ads, you're in the right place. And I teach this. Uh, I've just taught a, a session this morning on, um, on split testing. And I use a similar, similar technique um, on, on the landing pages as well. Actually, that's a good point. The good point that um, I was going to make, and I was talking to Ian about this before, was that the way I've survived with my own Facebook advertising, you know, I spend you know, between anywhere between $40,000 and $100,000 a month on Facebook on my own ads of my own money. So obviously, you know, I want it to work, um, is the way I've survived is not just by split testing lots of ads, but also split testing the landing page. And the landing page, I've split tested a lot more since iOS 14, because I've got a lot of incremental gains out of the landing page. And that's really what's kept me alive. So when the iOS 14 change happened, um, I knew that, that, that a lot of the problems within Facebook I couldn't solve. You know, I was not gonna, you know, there's a lot of discussions in the Facebook groups about great, um, great ways to test, 
and great ways to do different things. And are you going to use ABO and CBO and all that kind of stuff? But fundamentally, something had changed, which is the way that Facebook tracks. Now, it will come back. They will get better at it. It was a big shock for them. They weren't expecting it. Um, it will probably might not get bad as good as it was, but I certainly will get back some of it. You know, they, 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 they're building it. But in the meantime, the only way to survive was to get my landing pages to convert much more highly. And that's what I, that's what I did. So, you know, each split test gave me an extra like 10% conversion rate or 10% uh, revenue per visitor. And those incremental changes over time that got my, um, got my, uh, my cost per sale down. And that's what basically allowed me to, um, to keep going. Um, so like, if you think about it, we wouldn't expect the same advert to run for 12 months. Um, you know, we would, we would be testing different adverts. We'd be testing different creatives. Um, and yet a lot of the time the landing page is the same for 12 months. And that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense to have the same landing page, uh, whilst you're tweaking your adverts. Cause if a different advert works, you can obviously take that learning to the landing page and say, well, this is working in Facebook. So the landing page needs to be adapted or we should be split testing that but also if you're split testing the landing page and finding the key things out which i did on my landing pages is then i could understand exactly what was the most important thing on the landing page to make people buy and then i could reverse that back into the ads so i could find that well this angle is needs to be much higher up on the page that seems to convert therefore would that make sense to actually actually introduce them to that angle in the facebook ads and it turns out it is it, it works so you it kind of works in tandem split testing on the landing pages and split testing on, on the ads at the same time. So I, I'll leave it there. I'll have to go and find out what happened to Ian. I know he's in a hotel room, so maybe he's lost battery on his phone or something like that, but um, I'll find him, check he's okay. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs>